On this week's episode, we combine two of my passions, football, NFL in particular, and some hoops. We have two leaders from the Dallas area who are giving back to their community. One is an, an NFL player we all know. He played for my Arizona Cardinals and the uh, San Francisco 49ers, Michael Crabtree. We also have his partner at the Crab Five basketball organization, Jonathan Walker. And we learn all kinds of stuff, both international and domestic. Enjoy this podcast. This episode of One Star Recruits is brought to you by UCAN, U-C-A-N. UCAN's patented ingredient, Super Starch, has a remarkable ability to provide a steady release of energy without spiking blood sugar levels. Get 20% off and free shipping on all orders with the code one star at UCAN.co forward slash the number one S-T-A-R. Let's go. This is Michael Crabtree on the One Star Recruits podcast. Yo, aloha. Welcome back to the One Star Recruits podcast. I'm DK, your podcast Sherpa. I'm joined by Rip and Nas. We are some one stars who, like you, are on this journey of life. We're learning, loving, getting better. And with the help of some five-star athletes and human beings we have on this pod for weekly interviews, uh, you'll learn a little bit about us along the line. And I'm starting the podcast hot, juicy, and ready off of Thanksgiving and our hugely successful Rip Nas Feast Mode Challenge. Congratulations, Rip. We've, uh, we, we officially went a little bit viral. I'm going to call it mini viral. How are you feeling? Uh, it was great, man. And it started off with a Hall of Famer kicking it off for us. Rick Barry, one of the 50 best basketball players of all time, got in on it playing a little pickleball. And it felt good, man, to see all those people getting outside. It felt good. Uh, I saw you I saw you in the pool almost almost drowned there. How'd, how'd that go for you? Yeah, not a good challenge for Nas. I, it's clear to everybody if you watch the video, my, my – uh, initial push off was so weak and that's where the problems start when you try to do the hold the breath game if you don't have a good push off the first wall you're in for it and then if you analyze the video if you want a monday morning quarterback it you'll also notice at the at the south wall um i had problems turning around and what happened was it's it's like with quarterback you know it's like a wave coming at you it's like you're coming and the quarterback's coming you just have to make a couple decisions and you can do what Carson Wentz usually does and like that kind of flop thing. You can throw the ball away. I did that. And so I thought, should I turn? Should I do somersault? Should I? I, I wasn't prepared, bottom line. And so I did kind of like a turn thing and I did the same problem from the start. No momentum. And um, I had to come up in my head. I was like, it's one star to come up. So it'll be funny. But then I was also extremely embarrassed because it's not that long of a pool. It was as easy as that. I was actually a little surprised that we got folks who um, were like, I can't do anything and I'm holding my breath in water. So I just appreciate everybody who got out there. There were some really interesting ones. Nas, really? welcome back to the podcast, Nas. What's up, boys? It's been a while. How was your feast, brother? You know, I, I don't normally go the whole gluttonous Thanksgiving route. Like we had a good meal and it was fine. Aside from getting together with my in-laws, it really wasn't much different than any other day. Um, good, good. A, a normal one for Nas. I, I talked about it on the post leading up to this thing. We're not, I had Big ZD. It was bomb. And if anybody ever wants to know, Big ZD is in my New Jersey family. It's always at the holidays. It's always at a birthday party or a thing. For me, just to do that dish solo and let it be the king of the show. And it stood up to time, gentlemen. My wife did not demand any other fixings. I said, you sure everything's okay with baked ziti and some wine and a Caesar salad? And it banged. So it's I, not a wreck, but it, it, it totally worked in my household. So we also scaled it back, Nas. I will say we ditched turkey a couple years ago. Two years ago, we did a leg of lamb for Thanksgiving. 
last year and this year we did steak instead. So uh, a little non-traditional, but it works for us. Good, bro. I know you do rips over there doing hams and stuff too, Rip. You, so you're feeling good, Rip. So you're healthy, wealthy, and wise. I got to say your kiddos are adorable. I, I love your older one saying the challenge, but I, I got to say my the younger one always s- steals the show for me. He's always launching things. Is that me making that up or is he a thrower? Is he always launching things? Yeah, his favorite thing to do is throw rocks into water. And the one that we posted on our social at One Star Recruits, he was, he was, there happened to be a, a bunch of geese. So it, it's kind of scary because he almost hit, I had to put a disclaimer of no animals were harmed in this video. He almost hit a few ducks and geese out there. So we got pretty lucky. But that's his favorite thing is just throwing rocks into any body of water. It's target. Oh, really? That wasn't trained. That was just that came with that came installed. That was in the DNA. If it was a sport, man, he'd be he'd be a five star recruit. It's, it's his favorite pastime. Don't hold your breath, Rip. We'll save this for this for the show notes. But um, there is a lumberjack challenge that exists on the slow times on ESPN, and they have a couple <laughs> events. I wouldn't be surprised. That I'm not for sure. Maybe fake no- news if there is a uh, rock skipping event in the lumberjack tournament. So I'll do some research for you, Rip. Do you, as a parent, try to navigate your child towards being a lefty? No, you know, he's, they say you find out at about age four or so, and he, he just turned three. So I'm trying to figure it out right now. Cause he kind of equally chucks stuff with both hands. So it's uh yeah, it's a thing that you don't want to, I mean, you could steer him toward a certain hand. Well, there the there are hand. parents that like try to like, you know, have their kids be a lefty, like, yeah, like tie his arm right. behind his back and, and that sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know about going that far, but I don't know. Maybe just like, Oh, like, no, no, no. Use this hand. I don't know. I, I'm not a parent. So oh, I don't very know, simple. but. I have the solution for Rip, and I've been dangling in front of him for months, and it's the solution to all his problems. Rip, do you know what it is? It's a ping pong table. It's a ping pong table. It <laughs> not only solves that problem of the left hand, it's very simple, Nas. You put the left hand in the left rad, you say, use, try using this hand. Amazing what at that age it developed. The hours of time spent, the hours of free time, Rip, it's sitting in my studio in Southern California. It's ready for you, Rip. I have a December 31st deadline to pick it up. Uh, it's one of my New Year's resolutions. So we'll see if it actually happens. I, I know there's going to be accountability from you. Yeah, there will be accountability like everybody. And I want to do some accountability for uh, for the Feastmo Challenge. And we'll put a wrap on it. First, huge thank you to Body Armor. Uh, huge thank you to you, Can. Obviously, Shooting 2 Podcast for teaming up with us. It's fun to do that. Those collabs, you just see it spread a little bit more, and they're so hilarious. So uh, we're going to keep the collabs coming. I like, Rip, the health-centric one. These were a little silly, and so we'll, th- we'll go a little bit more in depth, maybe set some actual goals with some of these down the line. But it's uh, I feel like they're going to connect, man. You down to keep rolling these? I love it. And this turned out way better than my idea of eating a turkey leg as fast as you can and uh, leaving no meat idea. on the bone. That was still a great idea. We might don't, we didn't fully table that one yet, bro. The so. turkey leg challenge 2022. Look out for it. Very aggressive. It's also very niche. Uh, stay tuned for that one. But uh, we're going to keep it going. It's fun stuff. And what's cool about it is from just from that one, not only did we get, uh, you know, a bump in hopefully listeners and people who are joining us every week, but we got um, hit up from other beverage companies who want to get involved and other types of uh, outside companies that want to get involved. So stay tuned. Cool shit coming in that in that regard. Um, what's not cool is a guy sitting on the bench for the Philadelphia Eagles right now. His name is Gardner Minshew. I feel like if he was the quarterback of the of maybe the Steelers or the Carolina Panthers, um, it'd be a different story there. Shockers all over the place for me in the NFL. We were in a text chain and it's just I said the NFL is insane. There's no rhyme or reason for some of these things that are happening. Here we are, boys. 
almost to playoff zone. We're getting there. What have you been most surprised about so far as we move into this portion of the NFL? I'll start with you, Rip. What is this the most like mind-boggling thing if you had your little crystal ball looking in or if somebody told you, you'd say no way? I mean, my first gut is to say how mediocre the Chiefs have been because you haven't seen anything that resembles the team of the past few years with Mahomes back there, and he's been pretty healthy. So, But again, like you look deeper into the NFL and – there's enough tape on these guys and people eventually figure it out. I'm not, and I, I'm not ready to bury the chiefs. Uh, I think, I think they're going to st- still win that division and, and be in contention, but they definitely don't look anything close to what they were the past few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You turned me on before we asked Nas the same question. You turned me on too to the uh, hard knock show with the Colts. And uh, I love it. I'm a, I'm a Frank Wright fan. I'll tell you that much after watching it so far, but um, you're right, bro. That it's up. It's up for grabs. Nas so far. Um, we're almost there to the third quarter, I would say, fourth quarter of the NFL season. Where uh, Biggest surprise for you? Biggest surprise, I want to say, is the Bengals. because My Super they... Bowl pick, by the way. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I got it. Are right. they? Yeah. Are they? All right. Yeah. Look, they're contending for the division. A lot of people had written off their coach as just a terrible coach. You didn't know what you were going to get out of Burrow coming off that injury. Uh, and... I think that there's every chance that they can win that division. Um, they definitely look like a playoff team. And then the other one is maybe not so much of a surprise, but I feel like it needs to be said. The evil empire is back. My Patriots, we rule the East right now. The world probably isn't happy uh, to see the Patriots back with just a one-year layoff. But, I mean, it's Belichick. Like, it's not really that surprising. You and Bill Simmons, mac and cheese. I, I like his posture. I've been really looking at body language this week because it's so something Simmons actually talks about a lot, Bill Simmons, but at this quarterback position. And I watched mac and cheese and he's got the Tom Brady thing, like the way he even hits the huddle and calls the mic. Um, and it's kind of just a, it's it's gosh, it's kind of the same arc too, right? Because when Brady I don't know if you guys are watching Man in the Arena, but when you kind of look back at those old school Tom Brady games, like he wasn't really letting it rip or he wasn't allowed to let it rip. Kind of the same thing with Mac Jones. Like you're not seeing him chuck it downfield much. You're seeing kind of a similar career progression, at least in a very, very, very early context of that. He's also he's also likable. I mean, you can hate the Patriots and Belichick all you want, but I haven't he, found someone who hates Mac Jones. Well, wait till he wins the Super Bowl or two, and then that'll yeah, change. Yeah, we'll I, mean, I, I haven't even heard the guy. T- I haven't even heard the guy speak. But so. if you go back to his rookie introduction conference to where he is right now, there are videos on this. You can see it, and you can see how he's already transformed to the Patriot way. Because in his rookie conference, he's laughing all this stuff, and now it's just simple statements, the Belichick way, man. He he's a Patriot. He's embracing it. I love it. Hey, he's just lucky the Jets passed him up for Zach Wilson because. Uh, that's where careers go to die, man. <laughs> uh, that guy looks terrible. But you know but- what? If, if, if Belichick would have got Zach Wilson, he he's not the system. You know, it's it's. What do we say, boys? It starts from the top, fellas. But Zach, starts from the top. My understanding of Zach Wilson is even in college, he was horrendous against a pass rush. That's what I remember. And surprise, surprise, you come to the NFL. It's no wonder he's throwing interceptions left and right. 
It so, could have been in the cards, but man, if you go to the Jets, you're just behind. Yeah, behind, and if behind, you said who doesn't like Mac Jones, all the Jets fans rip. It's our friend of the pod. <laughs> you just, you know, lots of people don't like Mac Jones. Um, but you're right. Uh, Nazis back. They have their enemies. It's a brand of football that, for me, is sustainable throughout the playoffs. It's sustainable week to week, unlike some of these teams like the 49ers, who we did put to bed a couple weeks ago. But that brand of football sucks. They can't come back. They don't have any juice. If they can play, if they have a have a seven point lead or more, uh, run that offense. And I like what's happening, Nas, for your team up there. I think Rip Bengals. You're still with the Bengals. I think a lot of people have moved the Patriots into that slot in the in the AFC as their Super Bowl. Um, with that sustainable Belichick football that fucking wins. You know, have our Super Bowl picks changed at all in the NFC, Rip? Tampa. I had Tampa from the start. I mean, they're they're. They haven't looked the same as last year, but they're starting to get healthy. If uh, Antonio Brown gets past his fake vaccine card and gets back on the field, I think they'll be good. How about you, Nas? Your Super Bowl, your Super Bowl pick still intact? Green Bay is looking a little scary. I said it starts from the top. Seems like there's, it's just not working, and the whole damn thing has to work to win Super Bowls. Whole damn thing has to work to win NBA championships. It's really, it's very rare that one or two guys, players or people, can can pull it off. Um, it happened. Go ahead, Rip. And we'll just give the Arizona Cardinals a silent treatment because we don't want to jinx anything about that. But they're looking okay too. We're gonna silent treatment them. Yeah, we're there in the conversation. Are you punting on the on the Packers, Nas, at this point in time without Aaron Jones? Uh, no, I mean, I think. Let me ask you this: If you will have the NFC title game and it's your Cardinals and the Packers, so what scary. Is, what is your? Yeah, exactly. So. Maybe not, I don't want to use the word panic meter. I guess what is your level on a scale of one to ten? Ten being why we don't talk about. We're incredibly terrified. Don't bring it up. No. Okay, we, okay. we yeah. need that game I at home. That's for sure. We need that yes. game at home. Rip, All right. So if it's at home, where is its scale? <laughs> and if it's on the road, where is your scale out of ten? We should 10 be underdogs. We should be underdogs either way. And uh, if it was on the road, I'd be in a full panic for sure. If it was at okay. Lambo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it's so just, breaking the scale if it's in Lambo and if it's at home, what are we talking about? Seven, six, eight? Probably six. Six? DK? It's the same. It's Aaron Rodgers. So, and okay. it's, it's, we're dealing with history and decades of. I was talking to a buddy about this. And if there was one future I wanted to lock in right now, I would probably grab the Packers. They're looking really good. And it kind of has that, like, you know, story, you know, fantasy storyline of Packers, the last, you know, dance, all that stuff. I don't know. The I don't want there. it. I don't want it to happen, but um, I think they're looking really scary. All right, good. The juice is there for Nas. I mean, look, Las Vegas, the state of Nevada, I should say, handled more than $1 billion in wagers. And Nas, you made some good ones. I think that this is, I think, too, the Packers have that. I've called it the Ray Lewis effect for years, where you start fighting for something a little bit bigger. Uh, every team who gets there kind of has that little juice going. And uh, I think the interview, Rip, you, you'll agree with me. We talk Michael Crabtree football, but we really talk Michael Crabtree community and learn more about the man, the human, his childhood friends who are with him today, Jonathan Walker. We talk about big-ass lizards in Ecuador playing hoops. Uh, We really do the gambit. So enjoy this interview with Michael Crabtree. (music) 
Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a dynamic duo from Dallas. One's an 11-year NFL veteran wide receiver and a Texas Tech legend. And the other is director and coach with the Crab Five basketball organization, Jonathan Walker, Jaywalk, who recently lit up the Kimball High School alumni basketball team for 42 points. Dang. Dallas is in the house. What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? Dang, hey, 42? For- 42, Jaywalk? <laughs> Were they playing defense? Yeah, we had to play a little defense. Had a little fun, though. That's what it was about, man. <laughs> Thanks to both of you for coming on One Star Recruits. I want to stay on that for a minute and, and start with the Crab Five AAU program because you both played basketball at Carter High School in Dallas. And, and Jonathan, you went on to play professionally overseas, but people haven't heard a lot from Michael Crabstreet since you walked off the field in, in an Arizona Cardinals uniform a couple of seasons ago. When did Crab Five start and what are the goals for the organization? Oh, man. Crab Five has been around for a while, man. I was, I had Crab Five on my. Tahoe in, in college, man. That was it was gonna be there. Crab <laughs> five is like the YMCA, you know. It's for the kids, it's for you know, we do all type of sports, but this basketball came about probably about 2016. We started thinking about doing a program, and um, we had a, all my guys from Carter from our state. We went to state uh semifinals uh my junior year. And all the guys on the team, we decided to do a, a team and all of us going to coach each level. So we started out like that, you know, and Jay Walk was, you know, my main coach. From there on, man, we was like tight, man. And that's how Crab Five started. After that, that's when we start putting this thing together on the basketball side. And that's what I want to dig into with Jay Walk now as the as the director that was 2016. Here we are in 2021. What's happened in five years? Where are we at with the program now? Uh, we we doing good, man. We we didn't had a chance to to step it up a little bit last year. Played on the Adidas circuit, which was was pretty good for the program. Got some kids in school. Uh, done a lot of training with kids and stuff like that. So Jay, walk real fast. That circuit for us who don't know AAU in in Texas. What does that mean? That circuit when you say that shoe branded circuit. So that just kind of what. You know, that's some of the elite level competition, basically. So, got it. Uh, you know, you have Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. You have a few of those guys that that have circuits, but it's it's for elite comp- competition. Nice, I like that. Nice. It's really did a little YouTube. It's amazing the the skill of hoops in this AAU kind of realm that has developed over time. I'm a little bit curious to ask you guys. I think lots of teams. I'm gonna say lots of money involved in the in the AAU programs, and there's lots of kids. And let's actually talk to parents right now who are making that decision whether to go fully in on high school or fully in maybe on AAU. And if that's a decision zone that they're making, what advice do you have? We'll start with you, Crab. What advice do you have for parents who might be at that intersection with their children? Well, see, I guess times have changed because when I came up, I came up in the AAU program. I played with Team Texas since the sixth grade. So um, I came up in the YMCA era where all the teams played there and the best teams when played for the AAU team and traveled. So I came, that's, that's where I come from. All my boys that was on my team in the NBA now, majority of them played on my older team or whatever the case may be. So we came and grew together, you know, so. And so it's not like it was AAU versus, it was more AAU than you would say high school where football, I feel like in Texas, and I could be wrong, is different, the opposite. Well, no, what I'm, what I'm getting to is, I think you need both. 
So you travel in the world, then majority of us play on different teams. We go back to high school, then you the man. All of a sudden you're going from playing the three to the one, your natural position. You get to see the world, you know? So you're on these travel teams, you're going to play your natural position because pretty much everybody's six, five and up. You know what I'm saying? This is the right. new way. We're, we're at we're at the point now where AAU the AAU season is more important than the actual high school season. Am I wrong? Well, I wouldn't say all that because they both important, you know, because a lot of high school season will be like prep schools like Oak Hills and, and you know what I'm saying? That's still considered what high school ball. So I would say go hand in hand is just a chance to better your skills in the summer then show them this on display in school year, then better your skills, in this, you know, so, and then in the summer, sense. you might get a scholarship from the summer, you know, you might, you never know, but it, it'll get somebody to look at you. What I want to add to that too, and it makes perfect sense, I think what Crab's saying too, it's the travel program, it's beyond basketball too, you get to see new places, you get to do new things, and it evolves, and I'll throw it back to you, Jaywalk, you played international basketball, which we're huge proponents of on this podcast. We think it's a great opportunity not only to get better as a as a basketball player, uh, but even more importantly, to grow as a person. That travel's pretty amazing. Jaywalk, yeah. you mentioned before we started recording, you played in uh, Ecuador, Colombia. What am I missing, man? Tell me about life in those countries um, when you first got there. Man, the, the scenery is just different, man. Um, those are third world countries, so... When you look at it from walking around and, and seeing how they live and things like that, it just makes you thankful for, yeah. for you know, being able to be from the States and come up from good upbringings and things like that, man, because it, it's totally different out that way. Totally different. Where was your first country stop after leaving the States? Uh, Ecuador. Ecuador. Wow. What year was this? This was 2010. 2010. So there you are, Ecuador. You get off the plane. Uh, was so it probably took you even a couple of weeks just to get your bearings on before basketball became the priority, or were you ready to hoop immediately? Well, I was ready to hoop, man. Once you get over there, they they have a lot of expectations from you. It ain't no, uh, um, you you're an American. You you're supposed to be more talented, more skilled, and they brought you over there for one thing: get busy. Get busy, get those buckets. How about what advice would you have to somebody out of the AAU program? Uh, and I'll throw this back to you, Crab, who might be in a D two school, and we'll stay with hoops who um, who could maybe focus on being a better defender or really focus on another thing with the idea of overseas being an option. Um, is this something that you, you, you kind of put in, in heads of, of, your, of your players? Or are you guys coaching for uh, college teams and maybe G League teams and NBA teams at this point? Or is international basketball something that you put in the, in the heads of the kids? Well, you got to understand, see, I'm sports first. If you're a sports kid, if, you, if your dream is to play basketball, professional basketball well that's that's a wide margin you got overseas you got nba g league that's your dream so i wouldn't tell a kid to give up on his dream like as i speak i got a little brother that's in that same position you know my little brother went to wake forest you know then he uh, left there he was there two years left there now he's overseas playing in serbia you know so he's doing his thing he did it you know, averaging 20 points, you know, yeah. finally getting it, his groove, he's somewhere consistent. So, like I said, that he didn't never give up. He wanted to, you know, go get a job. We got everybody telling you, but that's his dream. So by me seeing that and all the kids that I'm touching, you know, and I see their dreams. I got little cousins, D1 right now, that was at D2. 
they transferred to D1 and they kept, they stuck with their dream, you know, and um, that's all about the work. It's all about the work that they put in uh, just to get to that next level. That's cool about your brother in Serbia and have to check that out. It's, we have a lot of uh, listeners who are kind of in that zone where they got to make the decision. And some of the decision is to, you know, focus on academics and put sports aside even. And uh, it's important for y'all to get on the pod, I think out in the world and talk about other, other options because, like you, Crabtree, you're the uh, one of the elitists of the elite athletes. You know, we know not everybody's built like you, but uh, a lot of people have a lot of skill sets. And if we can coach them out of them or put them in places to be successful, um, that's really what it's all about. No, I'm saying everybody different, man. And that, that's and that's the that's the that's the beauty of it. You know, every player different. Like I, I don't even like to compare guys because I see a different kid that's going through something different every year. You know, so. You guys got just in your backyard. I don't. You, you should have season tickets. I don't know if you do, but seeing what Luca's doing, he's different. And I'm Mavericks, man. Me and Luca got the same financial people. That's my guy. That's your guy, man. Must yeah. see TV and different. Kind of what Steph came in and did. It's it's a different style. It's it, and it's much much. It's beautiful. It's a ballet to me a little bit. Um, but yeah, he he kind of came out different path as well. That's funny that you all are, you all are homies there in Dallas. All right, let's do a little football before um, before we, we, we get going too far. You you, you worked with some coaches, um, and I'm going to just do three because I think they're so interesting of characters in particular. But my guy, Mike Leach, he just did an interview about Halloween candy on the field. And yeah. uh, with, with the holidays here, crab, and it's a little bit uh, lighter, maybe story time. We say talk story here in Hawaii. What's the, what's the off-the-field story you have about Mike Leach that comes to mind? Well, I don't think it's any like it's when it's every day like that. I don't think you kind of can't remember the story. <laughs> That's not an act. So that is every day with Leach. He's kind That's of uh, the fun part about being with Leach. It's not. It's not a. Um, it's not this uh, military type. Everybody on your ass, get on off your ass on your feet. You know all. The, it, it's not that. It's more laid back. Um, do what you're supposed to do. You know. Now, if you're not don't know the plays or you holding the team back now, you're going to get that embarrassment, you know, which is necessary in football, you know. So that's it with him. It's that's it, man. It's, if you were to go into his office, maybe, you know, is he the type of guy who watches TV? Has he got his feet up or is he on, all football all the time? Seven foot pirates in there and, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? All type of stuff in there, man. Law degrees on the wall, all this type of all over the place, man. It's so, you know. (laughs) You had uh you had both Harbaugh brothers, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, you got the Harbaugh brothers come down to Dallas and you get them on a basketball court. Which Harbaugh brother is gonna win in a one-on-one game? Come on, the one that played in NFL. (laughs) That's it, that was easy. That was easy, man. No, you have some great coaches. Uh, with with you coaching the kids, Crab, at this point in time, you've had some some interesting matchups with with folks across your years. And now that you're teaching kids, I'm curious if any of that uh, stuff comes up as teaching moments for you. I think of the Richard Sherman stuff and some of the other stuff. I'm curious if the kids bring that up and if those are teaching moments for you at this point. See, most of my kids, they like from where I'm from, and it's like trying to get out type thing, and it's more of a competitive thing, that that's like clout chasing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like yelling names on like I, I never responded to the that type of negativity. 
on talking about another athlete to make me feel like I feel like I've been at the top since a young kid. Jaywalk been around me and that football, everybody around the city, since little league, I've been bringing people out, you know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where, you know, you're a baller. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, that's yeah. You can see I said and like media joining, it's like some hype. And it's a battle that you're not gonna win if you trying to yell back and rah, rah. So me, Knowing my situation, like not not really necessarily having a solid quarterback to be like, yeah, let's go get them. Mm-hmm. You, know, you ain't got no guns. You can't go go shooting. Now. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of wide receivers. Yeah, I got to hear that right now, too, because it's a tough yeah. situation. Jay- Jaywalk, when you saw some of those kind of on the field stuff and the way that Crab reacted, I-, I assume it's it's the way you've reacted, too. I assume it's the way you probably reacted in Ecuador and Colombia when – people kind of got up in your face. Is that something that you use as teachable moments or it's installed in, in, in Dallas? It's, it's, it's in the blood. It's a, it's, it's in the blood, man. You, it's always about keeping your composure. You know, uh, when you get into the raw, raw, that takes, that take your energy out. Yeah. So <laughs> that keep you from performing. So the best thing is to, to focus on the way that you have to perform and, and some stuff you just got to block out, you know, it, it's it just things are going to happen. That's how it is. That's how it is. It sounds like you guys had a game plan from when you were real early, and I'm so proud and happy to see now as adults you're giving back and uh, at, at levels that when you were a kid, shit, crab, your 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 six, eight, ten year old self must be so proud of your what you're doing right now um, across Dallas, man. Really, shout out to what you guys are doing there. Yeah, man, we're gonna keep doing it. You know, uh, hopefully, man, we want to see what brand we're gonna be on this year. Hopefully, it's Under Armour or something like that. Some big man, just giving these kids a platform, man. You gotta understand how big that is, man. Like for them to be able to travel like that and go see, like we like we said it earlier. But this is big for them, man, and I, that's the only reason I'm gonna keep doing it and keep going. You know, been, yes, time, been times I wanted to stop and be like, man, I'm doing like they don't appreciate, you know, this, that, and third. But it's like, man, we just keep changing lives and keep helping people. That's what I'm said to do, man. And, and that's what we're going to continue to do with this crab. Five. You guys are doing it. I know you're doing a lot with your foundation, too. It's also the Crab Five Foundation. You're, you're mm-hmm. helping out the inner city youth. I know some of the stuff's kind of been paused because of COVID, but can you, can you tell us a little bit about the future of that foundation and what people can do to, to actually get involved and maybe help out? Man, it, it, shoot, in the city, man, everybody's involved. Anytime I do anything, it's, it's everybody's they come show show love, they show support, but they help me help others, you know, as far as whatever we're doing, camps, we're doing camps, we're doing art program, music right now. I'm going to try to do the band again, start the band back up. Oh, yeah. So we do it all, fashion, so we helping the kids. We got art, the art programs, which is like painting and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, then we adding tech programs from elementary school, which is like, I push I've been wanting them to do that and they finally did it. So like we got two or three elementary schools that we always giving back to every year, whatever they need. So we're attached to that. You know, when I've been doing it for so long. I've been doing that type of stuff for like 11, 12 years, you know what I'm saying? Ever since I started. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but the sports side is like the more difficult part, you know. Uh, like I said, being on these brands and 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 the brand accepting you and not just picking somebody just because they got you know what I'm saying get, getting the real you know 
I don't, cause we don't need anything. We get sponsorship. We don't need any money. You know, the city back us and help us. So, yeah, Under Armour, you hear it? Look, Nike, Under Armour, Mark Cuban, everybody, everybody, get involved. I like, <laughs> I like that. We're clip this shit because that's the, this is the people who need to get more involved. In fact, you know, my guy, we're doing a little thing, crab, right now. It's uh, we're doing a feast mode challenge where we're having people just go out and get a little movement, a little exercise before they eat on Thursday. Uh, shout out to Body Armor. Maybe Body Armor could work with y'all too, help hydrate some players. Uh, yeah. But it's all about good sponsors, man, and doing cool shit um, that. Uh, keeps keeps the brain going and keeps the body going. So uh, we're going to spread the word too to uh, keep that thing growing. You guys are really doing it, man. Really proud of you. Amazing. Guys, we uh, we end every interview with the segment we call one, to five, one Star to Five Star. We're, we're one stars trying to get better with advice and tips from every guest we have on this podcast. And so I want to ask you guys a few questions that kind of run the gamut on the one to five star scale. Quick hitters. Come on. All right, Jay Walk, the first one's for you. We mentioned you're, you played professionally overseas, Ecuador, Colombia. We've heard all kinds of crazy stories about bad housing arrangements and players not getting paid, all kinds of stuff. I know there's some great experience as well, but I want to hear about your one-star welcome to overseas basketball moment. Maybe something that happened on or off the court that was memorable because you want to forget all about it. Uh, what was Jay Walk's one-star welcome to overseas basketball moment? Uh man, when I first got off the plane to Ecuador, man, it was lizards running around the airport. <laughs> Big <laughs> one. That was the craziest thing ever for me. Like I stepped outside, it's about four or five, and they just not baby lizards, right? These are big lizards. So I'm like, if this and they they was cool with it. So <laughs> they was cool with it. Those things bite or what? <laughs> no, they just walk around and tell you, you 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 can't you can't approach them now. They they will swing on you with their tail, but um, they no they lose like dogs out there. So no way, that's scary stuff, man. All right, something uh something else we love to talk about on this podcast is food, and, and this one is for both of you because you're both Dallas guys. Next time we're in uh, Big D, what is the five star restaurant that we need to go to? Mm. And it doesn't need to be fancy. We love anything and everything on this spot. What you got? What you got, Jay Walker? Because you know I got a thousand restaurants. Yeah, he got. <laughs> he got uh, we learn something all the time. Yeah. I got Jason Terry in Seattle told us uh, teriyaki chicken, and then we had other people tell us we didn't even know that that teriyaki chicken's a thing up there. Well, you got to do the baked potato. You know, mm-hmm. mm. you got to try the loaded baked potato. Where's that at? I mean, it might be in areas that you know you want. Just different know. barbecue spots. We can do, you can say TDs, you can say Coolies, you can say H and J's, you can say it's a bunch of there's a ton of them. All right, well, we got to give them some love then, real fast. Go ahead and just on the podcast and we'll clip it and put it on social. Give us, give us the the barbecue spots that we got. You guys can go back and forth. We need to hear them on a rundown, though. I'm running them down. I I, I know you want me to give you all the sauce. I, I know he was ready. He was like, come on, let's go right now. Come on, give them to me. Come on, I need it right now. <laughs> I got my notepad out, man. I'm ready. I'm a barbecue aficionado. I, I have to give it to you off record, man. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I gave you, I threw a little bit of my right. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take the baked potato. We'll go. We'll move on to the next one. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, let's talk uh, jersey swaps because these have been going on for years in both football and basketball. And I, I know you guys have probably both done your share of them. So, but my question is, if you could swap jerseys with any athlete of any era, let's do one male and one female. Who would they be? Sarah Swoops. Nice. Good one. I got Candace Park. All right. Also a good one. That Chicago, that Chicago jersey? Yeah, for sure. What about on the male side? 
Yeah, I'm taking Mike Bibby. Oh, Mike Bibby. Yeah, I'm out of nowhere. Yeah, nope. everybody think that's 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 out of the norm, but I'm going with Bibby with the headband and number ten Jays. Oh, yeah. that's that jersey. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, that's where your whole style came from, Jay Walt. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we just do we just do we just. We just figured that out on the pod. That's where his that's where his style came from. That's, where like, came from. that's why he wore his head like, oh. <laughs> Bibby, my guy, man. Since he was at Arizona, so shout out to Bibby. Right. I love it. We uh, got crap. See, I would be like more like a Barry Sanders or Dr. J type, but mm. both great. Damn, both really good ones at Barry Sanders. Now that you said that, that's one of my favorite. I might have to get that one. That's one of my favorite colorways of all time. That's the jersey for you, man. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. All right, I'm going to close it out. Uh, Michael, you played. You last played an NFL game just over two years ago when, when you walked out the field with the Cardinals, but I don't think you're technically retired. So on a one- to five-star scale, one being the lowest, five being the highest, do you ever see yourself coming back, making a comeback? Titans need wide receivers, man. What <laughs> are the Cardinals? Got Shit, Titans got a thousand receivers. They're all hurt. Everybody's hurt. Hey, that's that's the game, man. How about how about a crab? How about a crab? You still you still in the market? Can you, you st- if if a playoff team called you? Oh, you haven't filed those papers yet, huh? Not this year. If I was to come back, <laughs> it would be next year. If that, but. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll keep you ready with with, with Jay Walker and, and uh, that baby headband on. We'll keep you ready for next year. Hey, okay. thank you, fellas. We really appreciate it. Um, we're going to go ahead and, and clean this up and we'll, we'll get some stuff out on social. Our overall goal is for people to look in AU basketball. Where can we uh, find you guys? If I want to get on a website right now and just go figure out what's going on in Dallas, where's the best website to go to? We got the IG going at Crab Five Basketball. We're on Twitter at Crab Five Basketball. There it is. There it is. Can I get a Super Bowl prediction before we leave, Mike? Oh, man. Uh, it's looking bad right now. <laughs> it is looking pretty bad. The whole situation is pretty bad. I, a lot of people like the Patriots. It's the, the, the team of the week I've been hearing now coming on the come up. I think Belichick has one more in them. No. <laughs> uh, I say Tampa Bay and Baltimore, Tampa Bay and Chiefs. And Chiefs, Jay Walk, you got a prediction? Are Arizona Cardinals? The rap? No, we ain't going Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Good try, Red. Yeah, they have been doing good though. They have Rams. If Rams get together, I think they're gonna make some noise too. Okay. All right. I like that. All right. There it is. You guys heard it first. Thank you, gentlemen. Jay Walk, Michael Crabtree. Thank you for being on the podcast. We'll see you next time. Appreciate you guys, man. Huge thank you to Jay Walk and Michael Crabtree for joining us, especially right around the holidays. I know everybody's super busy, so it's great to uh, grab time. Uh, One Star Recruits continue to grow this Rolodex of uh, NFL guys. I love, Rip, when you ask the question, and you always do. You're always good about it. You know, you're going to put the pads back on and get back out here. He didn't really shake that off um, as quick as I thought he would. So uh, it's, it's out there. Well, and the Titans, you mentioned the Titans need receivers. They just signed Golden Tate, who was kind of in the same position. I think he played a little bit last year, but he's kind of in the same boat as Crabtree. Yeah, so he, uh, who knows, man? We might see him back next year. A lot of injuries going on for sure. And I also like the international uh, basketball talk. You know, I'm always curious about where people played and kind of too. And we got to mix in that 
you know, one star moment to playing basketball in Ecuador and Colombia. Uh, Jaywalk, really interesting guy. I'm glad that you have, I'm glad Dallas has these great kind of mentors to give back who have had this life experience and been able to travel around the world and kind of bring it back a little bit. I think that's kind of the beauty of international basketball a little bit to me. You talked about your, your nephew, Rip, uh, Trevor. How is the uh, Cal State squad doing? What's the update? Yeah, they're doing all right. I mean, they're they're two and four, so not a great start, but they've been playing better recently. They just started conference play, and he's uh, he's getting a lot of minutes. He started the other night, and uh, he's shooting like fifty six percent from the field, fifty three percent from three. So he's off to a good start. So hopefully, he keeps rolling and, and translates into some wins. Fifty three, we'll take it. There's still Trevor Thompson uh, jersey shirts on our on our site. Yeah, check it out. It's on uh, our Instagram, our, our website, onesidecruits.com. If you go to the store link, you can find all kinds of gear. And I think we're going to have a holiday sale coming up th- uh, this month in December. So keep oh, an eye yeah. out for that. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's a great idea. It's a uh, it's shooters. They're out there. They're in D2. They're in D1. They're international. They're all over the place. Probably the best conglomerate of basketball shooters in the game are going to get together this next week as the Warriors and the Suns face off. It's kind of so far the... Um, this is the, I'm going to tout myself a little bit, Rip. We're in a, uh, what do you call it? I always call it a survivor pool. That's not what it's called. A wins pool. Wins total pool. wins. Total wins. Total wins pool. And I picked them because they're my team, my childhood team. And they're the team that I, I worked for, for for a while. And um, so I just picked them out of really that. And obviously, uh, you want to pick shooters when you, when you pick teams in the NBA. And now I look and I also have Detroit on that pick list. So I don't <laughs> even know if my, that makes any sense. But it's here and I'm pumped up. I was we were speaking off the pod and I was saying Nas had all the questions about the Warriors. And unfortunately, I think the Warriors right now at this point in time are are, are going to win these games. I think they're going to be great games. I just think the close ability that third quarter for me is the watch time uh, really when these two teams are a little bit different and the Warriors are going to make their run. And we're going to see if the Suns can step up. It's going to be damn good. I'll tell you that much. What are you looking for, Rip, in this matchup? Are you are you excited? I am. Am I getting too pumped? I mean, it's early in the season, so it really doesn't matter, right? But I, I think they'll probably split. The Suns will take the home game. Well, we're speaking on Tuesday. This game's already over when this podcast airs. So hopefully, the Suns won and my prediction's correct, and then the Warriors will take the next one. But man, I think the Suns' defense is is being underrated here. I mean, no one can defend Steph, obviously, but if uh, if he gets forty five and you can shut down some of those other guys, I think the Suns will, will get at least one win out of this. All right, there it is, Nas. Dynamic pricing's kicked in at, at Chase uh, Stadium in San Francisco. Seats are probably expensive as hell. You tune it into this matchup? You fired up for it? I'll watch it, but I don't put too much stock into it. I mean, look, Andre's not playing. Draymond, who knows? He hurt his back, I think, in the last game, took a hard fall. And I don't think that either team wants to show too much on film for each other to have. So... Um, at least as a detail of the specific matchup. So, and at the end of the day, like, how much do you put to or credit do you put towards a regular season win? Like, you could sweep a team in the regular season and lose them in the playoffs. What are your regular season wins count for at that point, right? So, um, I think it'll be fun to watch. I think the fans will be entertained, but as it relates to, you know, hopefully a playoff matchup, it doesn't matter too much. It does sound nice to, to say 16-game winning streak and Crazy. they could keep it going. So they're, they're halfway toward that 33. Who knows? Yeah, that's the thing to look forward to on, the, on these streaks, the good and the bad. And the X factor of the other side of the streaks is we're going to begin to see this, this Clay Thompson um, reinsertion. 
he got he's down in Santa Cruz. I think he's practicing with them. I don't think he's going to play any games, but shout out to the Santa Cruz Warriors for getting a little clay time. I think Wiseman too is down there actually too. Uh, gotta love the uh, the G League NBA interchanges, and uh, Clay's going to get dropped back into this fold. I think they're going to be okay, but it is something. If I was Clay Thompson and I put myself DK in that role. I know that uh, I'm not great in situations that are already humming. You know, I'm kind of more of an idea guy. I'm kind of more of a creative, let's, let's, let's fight rah-rah guy, let's get better. So when it's flowing really well, it'd be something I have to think about. I'd actually probably have to train myself for it. And I think that's what Clay's doing. You saw him after the game with the towel over his head. What do you think, Nas? You think we're going to drop Clay back into this, this, this thing and it's going to keep moving in the same pace? I can't imagine that it would be worse with a guy like Clay, right? The only way that that's going to be a thing is if he's just not healthy for whatever reason, right? And so I think he'll come back in just fine. I do feel for the guy. I mean, he's been out of the league for so long with, with all these injuries. But, man, if you look at how exciting they are right now, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun when he gets back. It does maybe suck a little bit for Jordan Poole because he's playing so, so well right now. And I wonder what that's going to do for him if it takes if he has to take a backseat. I'm sure you'll understand, but when you're a shooter and you're in the kind of rhythm that he is, less minutes probably not ideal. And don't put it past Bob Myers to put together a Wiseman. I don't want to say pool, but a Wiseman pool package for a player that could really change this thing on another level. If uh, you know, lots of pieces going on for both of these teams too. Um, go Suns! At the end of the day, I'm really rooting for you. I just think Steph Curry's found his swag he's hit his turbo button he's feeling himself he's brushing his shoulders off he's doing all of that stuff um right now and i think you just got to let that go it's kind of like somebody going on a fantasy football run sometimes you just get those three four game streaks and you're putting up 200 points of fantasy football rep you know what i'm saying uh then you go put up 41 in the playoffs so this is an insane stuff stat that i saw the other day and it said Steph is shooting 51.7 from deep this season when a defender is within four feet of him. Defenses have fared better when he shoots with no contest. Is that wild? Yeah, that's, we always that's insane. That we all, I always thought you would, because you're like, you know, he shoots better with, you know, in this, which is wild. No, yeah, nothing, no stat would surprise me about the, the best shooter in the history of the game at this point. That, that is kind of crazy, but with him, it's just all, I mean, he could have his eyes closed and hit those shots. Do me a favor, Rip. Hop on my YouTube TV with your two children. This is very important, okay? If you guys want to clip this for a clip, all right? Talk to Train. We'll get this thing clipped up. This is important, though. You have young children who are developing in life and who um, are, are at the point where their brains are still formulating their life, life kind of dreams and aspirations. Sit them down in front of the television and, and let them watch Steph Curry play against the Phoenix Suns, Rip. This is the time... I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm 98% sure. This is a Michael Jordan 95 through 98 type thing. So there you go. Maybe I'll have, I'll have it on tonight for sure. A, a TNT will be up on my screen for sure. We'll have it up. You got to take your kids to see Steph. Is that, a, is, that a, is that a parenting question at this point in time? Like the way our parents should have taken us to see Mike? Yeah, I think so. At some point, I mean, hopefully he's got, you know, at least a, a few years in his prime left. So, uh, you know, but you can never uh, you can never take it for granted. I, I might be wrong. I may be wrong, but this could be the single Christmas gift to spend the 75 bucks to even set upstairs um, to see him come to your city. So 
he would. I love. I'm loving what he's doing, taking over the other cities too. And I know this isn't a Steph Curry fan club podcast, but even him going into every arena back to back, and by the third quarter when they start doing that thing that they do, the whole building has shifted, and that's rare, I think, in sports. So I'm gonna enjoy it while it lasts. Any final thoughts, Warrior Sons, gentlemen? Go Sons. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Rex of the week. Um, it's been a. It's been a good week. The holiday weekends are always a, a crazy week. It's one of those weird between Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving week. Fourth of July usually falls with kind of a funky week. Um, I'm sure y'all had some good stuff going on. Rip, what do you have for for Rex of the week? What hits you really nice this week? You know, I have one that I've been using for a while now, and I, I've been meaning to recommend it to to parents out there. And if you if you don't know about these yet, they're called water wipes. Uh, instead of the baby wipes that you use that have all kinds of chemicals in, these are water based. I think they're like ninety nine point eight percent water, and they're good for wiping kids' mouths. They're good for wiping kids' butts. They're good for cleaning up messes on the table. So they're all purpose. So my wreck of the week is water wipes. If you don't have them as a parent, you're missing out and you got to go get some. For my, for my environmentally friendly folks, are they sustainable, Rip? I believe so. Believe so. Believe so. That's the thing about those now that if you can't, if they can't get thrown away and disappear somehow healthily, my, my wife just, I love you, Kimmy, but I made a mistake. I found a good deal on the little individual plastic toothpicks, you know, the little flossers. They're like 89 cents. And I was like, I'm going to get them. She came home. She's like these. She's like, you use this for two seconds and this thing lives 17 lifetimes. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Sometimes you just got to ask that extra question. That's a good rec, though, man. Nas, before we get to you, we'll let you finish. My rec of the week is, is TV based. I did some uh, good old. Uh, Hulu watching this weekend, which was terrific, and I came across the uh, the Curse of Von Dutch. Rip, did you ever have a Von Dutch hat? I never did. I couldn't stand those things. So terrible, probably the worst. But Paris Hilton and Nicole Smith, there was a moment for them. And this particular documentary walks you through how the brand was developed, how it became incredibly, insanely huge, like it did, and then how it fell off and mixed along the way. There's a murder. Um, there's gangsters, there's shooting, there's all kinds of wild shit. And it's, uh, it's a must-watch must documentary, The Curse of Von Dutch on Hulu. Nas, bring us home. What's your record of the week? All right. So as you all know, there is a ton of content out there, whether it's YouTube, whether it's podcasts, whatever. Uh, I have developed an addiction. And that addiction is to listen to things at a faster pace, whether it's 1.5x, whether it's 2x. I can't really go more than 2x because then it gets a little chaotic. But I've learned that it lets me focus more because I am just solely focusing on what is happening as I'm thinking and I'm multitasking. But I retain the content better and I can consume more content by going at the faster pace. So it probably won't be for everyone, but it's worth a shot. Because I was very skeptical, and then I tried it, and now I can't stop. I can't stop. Are you talking strictly podcasts or something else? Music. Mo mostly podcasts, not music. Mostly podcasts, some stuff on YouTube. There are times where I'll try to like do something on Netflix at like 1.5 or 1.25, and my wife just shoots that down because she's like, <laughs> no. But that's, that's what I'm saying. It's an addiction. Like I just want to consume. But for the most part, it's podcasts. And some of these guys, they speak so slowly that 
moving it to 1.5, 2x, it doesn't matter. For some, there definitely is an uptick in how fast they're talking, but it's still coherent. You can still understand it. You just have right. to focus a little bit harder. So I don't know. Uh, the podcast teachers, Nas are telling me to slow down, slow down. I'm in it. You can speed it up for Nas a little bit. Uh, it won't work for everyone. I'm, I'm saying that off the bat. It won't work for everyone. But for me, it does, and I quite enjoy it. Yeah, everyone should try it out because, like you said, it does save you a lot of time if if uh, if you become a fan of it. You should listen to our interviews in regular time and listen to our podcast in 2X. When, <laughs> the part where we talk that's not the interview. Um, 2X that and then 1X the interviews with a bonus. Bonus wreck of the week right there. Yo, thank you for joining us. Um, really good wrecks. Cool. <laughs> On the flip side, Nas, I think I've heard people talk too about you maybe can, can or cannot implement this, but a lot of people take the most boring podcast that they hear and then negative listen to it. So negative one, negative 1.5 to go to sleep instead of watching TV or whatever the techniques people use. So it could work both ways. Bring you all kinds of stuff. Shout out to Michael Crabtree. Uh, Shout out to the city of Dallas and, uh, and Jaywalk. It was really an interesting interview to learn a little bit more about what's going on in the AAU circuit. Rip, it's a world that we don't really know that much about. So bringing all kinds of uh, interesting facts there. Looking very forward to December. God, it's not a wreck of the week, but I finally moved my, my cryptocurrency into, into, uh, into, uh, into a hard wallet. So I want to talk a little bit about that this month and dig into crypto a little bit more. Rip, I know I got you on a Coinbase account. Um, so playing with some new stuff. We'll bring it to you listeners. Have a wonderful week. Go ahead and if you have any Michael Crabtree friends in your life, um, who followed any of his teams that he's been on. This is a great interview to uh, to catch up. We talk a little bit about uh, the Sherman stuff and if he's going to play again. So uh, keep your Michael Crabtree fans up to date. Rip, you got any uh, words of wisdom? Do your thing. Yeah, don't uh, take your health for granted, man. We're hearing about this new COVID variant and uh, everyone get vaccinated and stay healthy for the close out the year strong. RIP Virgil Abloh. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>